and you're listening to the Staff Room Podcast with Che and Pav. We talk casually, yet poignantly, about the most relevant topics in teaching today. Come on and chat with us, because we're always ready for a great conversation. the Staff Room Podcast, the bonus episodes where we focus on author talks. Today on our ninth talk of the series, we feature none other than Dr. Brad Johnson, someone who has taught us so much about servant leadership since we have arrived on this scene. And he's also author of several amazing books, including Putting Teachers First and the upcoming Dear Teacher, 100 Days of Inspirational Quotes and Anecdotes, along with Hal Bowman. Welcome, Brad, and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with us today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm, I'm excited to be here with you guys. I follow you two on Twitter and listen to your podcast, and you guys are just doing an awesome job for educators around the globe, really. Well, Brad, uh, thank you so much. And uh, when you talk about you're following us on Twitter, I think you've got that completely and utterly reversed. Because Pav and I know when, when when we naively jumped into the, the Twitter space and the podcasting space, he said, you know what, Pav, we might be the only people with a teacher podcast. We have soon found that there is a whole space of podcasters and edu people on Twitter. And we have always, always gravitated to your tweets and came across your tweets early on. And when you talk about servant leadership, and, and Pav didn't get too far into this, but as Pav and I's journey has continued and, and we record more and we interact with more people, we often go back and say, who believed in us at the beginning when we were just Che and Pav and no one would know who we are? And we always come back to your name because we remember from maybe our second week or our third week in this space that you didn't care who we are. We didn't have to have... 2,000 followers. We didn't have to have 100 podcast episodes for you to interact with us and treat us with the utmost respect. And you really lifted us up right from the beginning. And when we think of our own journey, we always think of the three or four people that gave us the time of day, showed us respect, cared for our well-being, regardless of even knowing us. And you definitely uh, demonstrated that and are that. So we know that we are fanboying right now because like, we finally get to talk to Brad Johnson. <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for for 14 months. And so we are super excited to have you here and really humbled and blessed uh, that you are um, – not just platitudes. You really are what you tweet. So if you don't know you personally and you read the tweet, you are absolutely that. You look after people. You take care of people. You're a real advocate for teachers. And this leads me in to the first question about your brand new project, your new 100 inspirational quotes. And as we get into that, why don't you give us just a little bit of a story of your role in education, uh, how you came to this place right now, and what's your motivation behind this latest publication? Because you, as Pav stated, you do have so many great works. What's the story behind this one? Okay, yeah, thank you so much. And, and wow, I really don't even know how to respond to that intro except to say thank you. 
Um, it's it's been a, a long road, twenty over twenty five years in education, so I'm getting old, uh, but hopefully still wiser. I hope a little bit. I uh, started out as a teacher, taught middle grade science, moved into administration, and and really have. Um, been a servant leader, I think, at heart. I think it stemmed from being a middle child. I, I just learned how to, um, uh, you know, deal with a younger brother and an older brother and <laughs> how, how to interact with them and get along with them. And, and then in education, you know, I really did see how teachers are never really fully appreciated. And I think that's where, like, my advocate, advocacy comes from. Uh, and uh, I've spent a few years uh, in, in leadership roles um, and also at the uh, university level as a, as a professor teaching leadership courses to graduate students and helping them prepare to be leaders. I think we uh, prepare our uh, administrators to administrate more than we do to lead. And I think servant leadership is really the, the, the best lens or style of leadership that there is. And so that, that really is, is what is near to my heart. Um, and when it comes to teachers, just I, I appreciate what you said earlier about the, um, you know, the tweets not just being platitudes, but being real. And I, I'm glad that it comes across that way because it really is. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I think teachers are some of the most unappreciated professionals. When you think of the long hours that teachers put in, the weekends, the lessons, the grade, and then how much that they care for their students and and really pour of themselves into their job. And, and I think that's why so many teachers feel like that it's a calling. And if you think and, and you know, having traveled the world and speaking to teachers you know, all across the U.S., even to the other side of the globe in Malaysia uh, and Thailand. Uh, I, I see teachers that, you know, see it as a calling and also, um, you know, have teachers that influence them. And so this book that's coming out now, I'm finally getting to it here, uh, is called Dear Teacher. And it really is kind of just a, a, a thank you note to teachers um, for all the work that they do and the hours they put in and, and to know that they are appreciated. Sometimes administrators, I don't think, do as good a job as they should of showing teachers the support, encouragement, appreciation that they need. Sometimes they may not, you know, realize they're not doing it. Um, and some may not always know how to do that, but I think it's important. Um, so with this book, it's really just a hundred days of, of, of stories, reflections, um, you know, quotes that I've said or written over the years and just anecdotes and stories to go along with those quotes to really, um, you know, hopefully inspire and motivate teachers um, and to let them know that, you know, they, they are seen, that they are heard, that they are supported and that they are very, very much appreciated. Thank you, Brad, for that uh, amazing answer. And that's so important. You know, as teachers, I'm sure that Che and I feel the same way. I mean, we consider ourselves to be leaders, but 
you know, much of the work that you've done in the past has been about leadership in, in, in a, in a broader sense. And, um, sometimes I think that teachers don't necessarily see themselves as teacher, as leaders, sorry. Um, even though they, they are leading every single day. Um, but I think that, that, that term leadership gets associated with, uh, positions like administrative roles. And so, um, I, I really appreciate this book because it, it really highlights the important things that teachers are doing. So could you talk a little bit more specifically about uh, why you think that teachers will appreciate some of these anecdotes and inspirational quotes? Um, and and what kinds of benefits do you think that they will get from from some of the things that they read on a daily basis? Yeah, I mean, it, it's... It's geared right for teachers. I mean, I, I think of, you know, all my years, over 25 years in education, all the teachers that I've taught with, um, some amazing teachers. I never, um, you know, took for granted what, what I saw, what I interacted with, the teamwork, etc. So I just try to share, you know, 25 plus years of experience and hopefully some expertise in with them. And so it's, it's daily quotes. It's almost like an inspirational book, but they really are geared towards teachers, you know, um, like one chapter may be titled love what you teach, but love who you teach more. And so it's the kind of, um, you know, one of them is, is the, um, the, the quote that I came up with in the spring relationships before rigor, grace before grades, patience before programs, love before lessons that really went crazy on the internet. Um, but so it's, it's quotes that deal with the everyday in and outs of teaching. So they're very relatable to teachers. And then, you know, I share my experiences or, or teachers that I've worked with experiences so that, you know, they can, can really, it's, it's, it has a great takeaway for them. So, you know, hopefully every, every, everyone that they read will give them, you know, some encouragement, something to think about, help them relate to what they're going through. You know, I think teaching is so isolating. You know, you're in the room, you're with your kids, which is great, but, it, but it's so isolating often from, you know, even your team teachers. And so a lot of times teachers do feel like they're alone on an island. And, you know, hopefully this will help them understand that, man, it, most teachers out there are going through what they're going through and experiencing what they're experiencing so that they don't feel like that they're alone, that there are people there to help them and support them. And hopefully they get that within the schools, too. You know, I always um, not, I don't like to use the word family so much. I always joke that I had a, a principal one time that told me we would be like a family, but it turned out to be a dysfunctional family. Um, but I do hope that, you know, <laughs> um, that, that administrators do think of their staff as, as more than just teachers, you know, that they look at them as humans and care about them and care about their lives. Um, so that they, you know, know what's going on and, and how to help them, how to meet their needs, how to support them. And that teachers are there for each other, too, that they don't see it as a competition, but they see teaching as, as a team and they're, they're there for each other to help build each other up. And so hopefully all that comes through in the book. 
Oh, Brad, you just you hit so many important things. I'm jotting down notes, and I I love the love before lessons. I remember that tweet. You're right; it was all over the place. And then just you 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 really touch on the idea that teaching can be a really lonely profession, and sometimes that works to your favor. Sometimes you can close the door and, and you have all the freedom in the world, but still you want to connect with people. You want to connect with stories. You want to know that. The, the successes you're having are, are successes that your peers and your friends have had. And the failures and the struggles you're having are also ones shared by other people because those shared experiences really give us a sense of calm and then a sense of reassurance that we're propelling in the right direction. I always think of teaching. It's like, it's like my money in the bank. I wish you would always ascend upwards, but in order to grow and get better, there's going to be days where, you know, the value of my dollar drops. And so I think as a teacher, in order to be okay with that, I think you touched upon that. When you can connect with other teachers and have that shared experience, you understand that as I get better and as as my capacity builds, I'm going to have those ups and downs like the teacher beside me. And sometimes it's really important to be reminded because as teachers, when we do PD or we're on social media, we're typically sharing our best work, our great side. And and that's important to share that stuff. But sometimes people can sort of might miss that for every great moment you've had, you've had a few moments that weren't so great. And I love the fact that you touched upon that. Um, I would dive back earlier just to make a comment. You said you're a middle child and this was sort of led you to this real ability to be a natural servant leader. So please, when we're done recording, talk to my middle daughter because she is not on the path of servant leadership. She's more on the path of uh, taking care of business whenever she wants. So uh, I'll need a little support on that afterwards. But I'm going to lead this into uh, my next question is this guy, uh, Hal Bowman. Um, Of course, I say that tongue in cheek because Hal's also a big mover and shaker and supporter in the educational scene. How did you two guys connect and how did you guys two sort of brainstorm this this passion project to support and elevate teacher voice and, and teacher experience? Yeah. um, Yeah. Hal and I have known each other for a while. Uh, We kind of you know, we're in the same field of, you know, the speaking and, and traveling and such. And um, I, I tend to connect with people that are kindred spirits, I think. Um, and to see him, he, he, he has kind of the same passion. When, when you read the book, it's interesting. The, the, the quotes and the chapters flow. I think it's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> which one wrote them, which we, we identified in the book, of course, but uh, he had a very similar style. Um, and just with the, um, the COVID, actually, you know, my travel slowed down, his travel slowed down, and we were just discussing it. This has been on my heart for a long time, and I had started it, but just through a few conversations and stuff, we just, you know, we're like, hey, why, why don't we just collaborate on this? and and see what you know what we get and i think it's turned out to just be absolutely fabulous like i said i think he has the same heart that i do for teachers just being i think he's been in the field for 25 years as well and just he may be a middle child too i'm not sure um but uh just that (laughs) that same passion and heart for teachers oh that's uh that's so great brad i mean Che and I completely understand 
what that feeling is like of, you know, really establishing that great partnership and having that feeling of kindred spirits. We often joke that, you know, people, people can't tell who is tweeting on, uh, you know, from the staff room podcast handle, is it Che, is it Pav? And sometimes we sort of mimic each other's tweets. And I think after a certain amount of time, you do start to emulate each other a little bit. So we, we understand what that's like when you, when you do meet that person that, uh, that kind of has that same spirit about them or feels the same way about teaching or about education, it really is. It's a powerful moment. It's a powerful thing. And, uh, and you you can't really let that go to waste. You got to do something with that because I think it resonates with teachers, um, when they see, that there are other teachers that are, that are, have the same thoughts that have the same concerns as them. And so I think that, you know, picking up a book like this one, where we're talking about these sorts of inspirational moments, and you're hearing this from people who have, have kind of gone through this themselves and have that heart when it comes to education, that's so important and it, and it will resonate with teachers. And it's so important, um, for us to get those stories out there, but also to read those stories from other people as well, just to just to sort of reinvigorate your own love for for the field of education and also to to know that those feelings do exist in other teachers as well so it becomes that shared experience that we've been talking about so much um, Brad we know that you are a very very busy person and uh, and you are all over the place with with your with your positive messages and your um, messages for servant leadership and for teachers as well but we are interested to know what else is going on. You know, what is next? Uh, how can we keep in touch with what you're doing and, and, and what's next on the plate for Brad Johnson? Well, um, thanks for asking. <laughs> um, so <laughs> they, they can keep up with me on Twitter, of course, at Dr. Brad Johnson. I have, um, I'm working on a couple of other books right now. I had a book that just released called Principal Boot Camp. And basically it is about um, helping, especially new um, principals, uh, new assistant principals. It's, it's like the key strategies that are important for them to be successful. When you think of teachers and we think of the high turnover rate, that was one of the reasons that I, I wrote the Dear Teacher book. But the Principal Boot Camp book is for the same thing. We have a very high turnover of principals and school level administrators as well. It's, it's usually like two to five years uh, that the average principal lasts. And so um, helping them understand what are the key strategies they need to focus on, which a lot of it is building the right relationships with your staff with the school community. And, and it really is about education in general is about relationship, the relationship between the teacher and the student, the relationship between the principal and the teacher, the relationship between the district and the principal. They just, they feed each other and help each other grow. And so um, in this next year, um, I'm going to do a leadership inspiration book. So it'll be for all the principals, sister principals, district level superintendents. So it'll be this kind of 100 days of um, quotes and anecdotes for inspiration. And then I have a couple of more um, coming down the line as well. And hopefully we, you know, hopefully we'll get past the COVID at some point where I can get back out into the schools and speaking because that's that's what I love. I love to be out in the schools. I love to be speaking 
with the teachers and be with the teachers, to be with the administrators, helping encourage them and build them up. You know, my my calling is, is something that's called a, a maximizer influencer. Um, and I, I've been called a lot worse than that. Um, but that, that's um, the, the, uh, the strength finders. That was the thing that it, I'm a maximizer influencer. And what that means is that um, I help people uh, bring, bring out the best in them, help, help them understand and identify their talents and, and help them grow and be their best. And I think that every administrator should do that. And hopefully that every teacher does that with their students. You know, I think as teachers, you may not have heard this term before, Educare, uh, which is E-D-U-C-E-R-E. Um, it's actually the root of education. And so what it literally means is to draw or bring out the best of someone. And when we do that as teachers, when we bring out the strengths and the talents of our students, they're going to be most successful. And then as leaders, if we bring out the strengths and the talents of our staff, they're going to be the most successful. And so I just enjoy traveling and, and sharing that and, you know, hopefully motivating and inspiring teachers and administrators to do their best. Oh, Brad, you hit so many key nuggets here. I have never heard the expression, it's been on my heart. Uh, I love that. I, Brad, you said that twice. I said, that that's sticking with me for sure. Um, I love that idea of, of bringing out the best in people. Because, Pav, you know from our experiences, sometimes, whether it be teachers or administrators, we do have to be very intentional in putting people in places and, and communicating pe with people in order to bring out their best because quite often their best skills can get buried or lost in either their teaching assignment or in the way we handle people. So I really think that that, that was really uh, a poignant, poignant statement. Now, Brad, um, I wish I knew what it was like to be uh, writing multiple books, but now that I've found out you are writing multiple books, I'll, I'll give you a, a little a hint on maybe another one because in Ontario, we have 195 days to teach. And so if this book is 100 inspirational quotes, I'm already thinking the sequel should be 95 more inspirational quotes so that I have an anecdote <laughs> I can read every morning before I get ready to teach. Uh, and I think uh, that would be an appropriate add-on. And maybe, you know, let Hal, let Hal write three or four of them. Um, but I think that would be a fantastic uh, continuation. But ultimately, as we wrap this up, I know, Pavan, I just want to say thank you for being truly authentic and truly an advocate for teachers and an advocate also for for play which is a, another topic you're a big fan of that we hadn't even divin into dove into at all and as my grammar fails me this is a reminder of Pav's <laughs> original statement that as our tweets become more and more similar that's a good thing for me because it means I'm elevating my game but I don't know if that's necessarily a great thing for Pav um <laughs> but at the end, Brad, thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time. We know we have the utmost respect for what you do for us uh, on a one-on-one -on -one peer level, just supporting us, and just as an overall advocate and ally for that teacher voice. We really appreciate it from afar, and we're so glad we're able to appreciate it and connect with you today on a one-on-one -on -one conversation. So thank you so much for all the important and inspirational work you're doing for teachers. It is seen and heard, even if you don't necessarily get that immediate response from teachers, although I know you get lots, but it is resonating deeply with many teachers. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, the admiration is right back at you guys. I love what you're doing. I love your work. I love your passion. 
I love y'all's authenticity. I'll say y'all since I'm from the South, but uh, I love y'all's um, <laughs> authenticity as well. Thank you so much, Brad. It was a pleasure to talk to you today, and we can't wait to interact with you again in the Twitterverse. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, you've been listening to the Staff Room Podcast, The Author Talks, with Che, Pav, Ooh, and Brad Johnson. <laughs>